Hi everyone and welcome to the Substantial Upgrades podcast. This is going to be a short episode um, because I just want to talk about the Australian Open that starts tomorrow or today or depending on which part of the world you are in right now. The idea was to also cover the World Skiing Championship coming up next week but I heard it better to separate the two so today we'll just uh, focus on Australian Open and then next week we'll, we'll face uh, our betting opportunities in Ski World Championship and Biathlon World Championship. Now, like for full disclosure, I usually much better, and I think it's more fun to um, bet on the women's side of the bracket, especially for anti-post betting. And then coming out of a hot streak where at Roland Garros, I was backing Podoroska from the start, the very high odds, and she made a very deep run. And uh, at the US Open, I cut right three of the, of the four semi-finalists and I got the final right from the beginning. That's to say that uh, if you believe in, you know, mean regression for performance, predicting performance, probably I'm not going to do that great for the Australian Open, but I will still give it a crack. And But we will start from the men's tournament, so to keep the most fun for last. So um, it is not that in- exciting um, because I do feel like Djokovic is going to run away with it and his odds of winning at 2.30 as even, I think, over underpriced. Uh, I think it's if you like to make like investments with low returns, but I think it's quite safe. Um, I will give it more than the 50-60% of probability of winning that is implied by the odds, so I think it would be a good investment. And I do believe that uh, we could see a Nadal-Djokovic final, which will means that Nadal, I think he can squeeze past Medvedev in the, in the semis. But it's not the given at all. But uh, I like the odds for a Djokovic-Nadal final, which right now you can get for 6.5. And I don't have many other bets to recommend on the men's tournament because like, um, it most of it is already kind of written in place. And there are not many outsiders that can make a run. Even if at the Australian Open is usually when you see, when it's more likely than outsiders make it to the semis or the final. This week I don't see that happening. Also because of how the bracket has been drawn. So maybe we can go bracket by bracket, starting with the first quarter on top, which is the Djokovic um, quarter. Here, really, I think that uh, the quarterfinal is going to be Djokovic and Zverev, and that's it, really. Um, there are, I think it's the weakest of the brackets. And Djokovic does have um, a bit of a difficult start. Maybe not for him, but he's facing Chardin the first round, and he's a guy that uh, recently has beaten many good players. He's beaten Fognini, Fritz. Um, so it is in good form. And then he will face the winner of Tiafo and Travaglia. Travaglia just made his first um, ATP final this week. So he's a player, upcoming player in good form. But after that, I think it's going to be smooth sailing. Um, he might drop one set here and there, or maybe none at all, to be honest. And Zverev's the same. I think he has a quite easy bracket. Um, the most uh, important articles for him might be Lajovic uh, and Novak, maybe Bedin. But honestly, those are not players that uh, should worry those two. And then the quarterfinal, I think Djokovic uh, has the advantage. I do believe that Zverev is in good shape. Uh, shown that in the ATP Cup. If he was in another part of the bracket, he might have been a surprise finalist but not with Djokovic. So first quarter on the top is Djokovic for me.
The second bracket from the top, so the one that will face Djokovic in the semifinals, is um, the Dom Dominic team uh, part of the bracket, who is the number three seed. I think this is the more open uh, part of the bracket, also because team didn't, is not playing very well. Uh, in the ATP Cup, he lost quite easily to Berrettini. So it's, it's a bit more open. Unfortunately, there's not as many good players in this part of the bracket once again. So uh, team still is the overwhelming favorite, I think, to win this one. Um, the main obstacle for him is going to be after two easy rounds in the, um, in the last 16 round, He's going to face uh, either Kyrgios or uh, Hugo Humbert, probably Kyrgios. And then, um, and then it's quite curious because the third and fourth favorite of this part of the bracket are Sinner and Shapovalov, but they face in the first round. They face each other in the first round. I think that um, the fact that last uh, season the, the ATP rankings have been blocked to prevent uh, players moving up and down uh, because of the pandemic has caused this situation where we have like people that are hugely underseeded, like for example, Sinner is one of them, and so you get, uh, you say probably a top twenty players in this world right now match up in the first round, which is not nice, I think. So the winner of this one could make some um, inroad, but I don't think they are um, they are a match for team right now. And as surprises for this part of the bracket, I think Jane Stackworth, the Australian, is playing very well. He might make a run, and his uh, his odds of winning the this part of the brackets are one hundred. <laughs> and to tell you how much difficult it is in the men's bracket to have actually upsets. This is also Marin Cilic bracket. I think he's playing well, but he's playing very inconsistently. If he runs into a hot streak, maybe why not he could get to the quarterfinals. But it's not a very exciting part of the bracket for me. Third part of the bracket, it would have uh, some interesting players, but uh, here the quarterfinals seems set in stone, and it's a, a Russian derby between Medvedev and Rublev, or Rublev. <laughs> Those two face each other many times, and Medvedev is like it's the advantage, more psychologically than actually on a on a skill level. Uh, Rublev suffers suffers him a lot, uh, which is really because I think he has the tool set to to win against him. So unless he snaps out of it, um, Medvedev should be smooth sailing for him to the to get to the semifinals. And I don't see many obstacles for them. Uh, Chorich has been playing uh, well um, in the past uh, few months of 2020 and starting the season in 2021. But it shouldn't be a match for Medvedev. And, uh, and Rublev's side of the bracket is even easier. I feel like, and there are not many good players and not many good players that are in good form. So this is probably the most predictable of the three. And uh, if you believe Rublo can actually overcome his weakness of facing Medvedev, then uh, his odds of winning this quarter are 433, which are not that bad actually for a matchup that is not that unfavorably for him on paper. So... One of the few, probably, opportunities you can find in uh, this men's bracket. And finally, we get to the bottom part of the bracket, which is Nadal's bracket. And it's the most uh, exciting, probably. I do believe that Nadal can win this, but it's not going to be smooth sailing at all. There's plenty of players here that uh, can make a deep run. There's plenty of players that people think they will win a slam at some point in their career. So quite interesting. Um, so we have 
Nadal, of course, with Tsitsipas, Deminaur, Kachanov, Berrettini, Urcax, Fonini, Evans. Those are all good players. And if they've been in other parts of the bracket, they may have caused more upsets, but they're kind of going to cannibalize between themselves and was ever going to face Nadal in the in the quarterfinal. It's going to give him a tough run. Um, but it's very difficult to beat Nadal in a slam. And until someone proves to me that they can beat Nadal in, like, in a slam before the semifinals, I'm not going to back up anyone that is not Nadal in this part of the bracket. So while this is going to be the most interesting to follow, I still stick with the favorite for this bracket, and I'll, I'll go with Nadal. So as I said, Nadal, Medvedev, and uh, Zverev, Djokovic, semifinals. And I think Djokovic-Nadal final could be a good uh, betting opportunity. I do, I do recognize the Medvedev might be slightly favorite against Nadal in the semifinal. And that's it for the men's bracket. So now we shall focus on the women's bracket. So yes, as I said, much more exciting opportunity here. First of all, let's look at the fav- main favorites. The player I liked a lot at the start of the season is certainly Muguruza, which you can get at 11 odds. Now, the problem with that pick is that Muguruza just lost two sets to zero in the tune-up tournament uh, before Melbourne to Ashley Barty. Now, Ashley Barty has had one year off because of COVID. This is the first time we see her in action, and she already won the tournament, the first tournament that she did in a year. And is the most consistent women player. It's very, very difficult to beat her. And I started to feel like her odds of winning this. Now she's um, given a seven. But I have a feeling that if she hadn't had this long layoff, she wouldn't be the favorite, like maybe a four odds instead of seven. So while I was pretty convinced that Muguruza was a sound investment, and I think still it is, Barty might be as good as an investment right now. And um, therefore, maybe those are my two favorites going into the tournament. But the good thing about the women's draw is that you can find players to back and have a reasonable chance of them coming through for you, even much, much deeper into the list. So, for example, we have Maria Sakaria, 34. Now, she is being playing better and better. On hard court, she plays competitively against everyone. It might be a time to shine. Obviously, it's not in, in the easiest uh, parts of the bracket because she will need to face uh, Jennifer Brady, which is very good on hard court, Azarenka, multiple Grand Slam winner. And Sofia Kenin, which is the second most best player to beat in uh, in women's tennis after Ashley Barty. So, difficult path to an eventual win. But uh, those are good odds, I think, for Sakari. Then we have uh, other good odds are Annette Kontavit at 81. This is a player. Now, th- those odds are quite high because she's playing in the hardest parts of the bracket. Uh, more, I'll talk about, more about it uh, in a second, but... She is a one player that can beat anyone. Uh, she plays splendid tennis. At times, uh, as usually happens in women's tennis, she kind of have these uh, bad performances that comes out of nowhere. But here is a player that can win against everyone. Everyone. And not just win, demolish everyone. I, I remember in, in the US Open, was it, I think, 
she demolished Mertens, which is quite a good player in two sets. Like she left there only one or two games. And really, she has the game to beat anyone. 81, it's difficult to get a, such high odds in a, in, a, in a Grand Slam. That's because of her bracket. So 81 odds, very good. Then two very long odds that I like uh, for this tournament are Shelby Rogers at 200. Shelby Rogers won a, a set against Ashley Barty just this week. And he's been playing very well against very tough competition in the past year. And he, she picked up uh, from where she left in 2020 with a very good uh, run in 2021. And 200 are very high odds because also her in this in the toughest part of the bracket. But 200 is very palatable, right? So that's, that's another suggestion. Um, and then one outside shot to uh, a newcomer, a relative newcomer, is Marta Kostiuk. She's listed at 150, and she's had a very good end of 2020 and a very good start of 2021. She didn't perform as well in the week here in Australia. However, honestly, this week is a bit difficult to assess because of the quarantine that the players had to face and how everyone reacts differently to those conditions, so... If you remove the last week, which was not that good for her, she's shown that uh, she can compete against the best. So 150 for her are good odds. Yeah, so as you see here, I have many more suggestions in the high range, which is what I like in betting usually. Otherwise, there's no fun in making the main favorites. Now, going on a bracket-by-bracket bracket discussion, top of the bracket, we have Barty. I think she'll win this one. Um, there are some uh, good players in here, but it's quite loaded. But who's going to beat party? Now, there is Karolina Pliskova. Wait, I don't think she's going to make much uh, much of a run here. Mertens, same. Alexandrova, she's showing good form, but uh, on our court, I don't see her like getting to a semi-final. Daniel Collins, very good form. She won a set against Serena this week. And then, as I said, Contavit, Belinda Bencic, always good on court. Bukova, in very good form. Uh, Ostapenko, Martic, always tough outs. And then Shelby Rogers, which I said, it's, uh, it's one of the longest uh, out outsiders they like. Uh, so pretty, pretty loaded part of the bracket. But uh, then again, no one with uh, very good chances of beating Barty. So for me, is Barty out of here. And if not, one of Rogers and Contavate can make a final, a run to the final. Second part of the bracket is Kenin's bracket. And this is the more wide open. We have Kenin, Azarenka, Jennifer Brady, Sakari, Svitolina, Conta, Kauf, Kanepi, Putintseva. All of these players can win <laughs> this part of the bracket. I wouldn't go farther than that, but all of these players can actually win this part of the bracket. Now, Kenin is uh, very, very hard to beat. She never gives up. She's a very emotional player. And even if she goes down by a set and a break, you can never count her out. And you, so you need to look for a solid player mentally, you know, that they can beat her. And maybe there are not as many solid players that way in this part of the bracket. One of that could be Azarenka. When she's in, when she plays well, she also tends to be quite solid mentally, and she's playing all right. So, Azarenka after Kenin 
is the list out there listed and probably I agree with that. Uh, if you really want to go for an outside shot here, maybe, as I said, Sakari, 850 to win this quarter. Since I suggested her to go to the final and win it, winning this quarter should be easier than winning it, the whole thing. Then third quarter bracket is the Osaka bracket. Osaka is actually the favorite of the tournament. We didn't talk about her. She's slightly favorite, 650 versus uh, Bartia 7. I'm not necessarily agree. Um, we haven't seen much of her. Um, until now, and this is also Garbi Muguruza bracket, and I do think that in in a head-to-head -head against them, I'll take Muguruza right now. Obviously, this impression might change throughout this tournament, so I'll keep you updated on that. But I do think Muguruza win this part of the bracket, and apart for those two Osaka Muguruza, we only have uh, Vitova, which is a good player in here, and maybe Chabel, Ons Chabel, and Kerber did, which you know. She's a lioness. Uh, you can never rule, rule her out, but uh, she hasn't shown good form on art courts in a long time. Uh, and I don't really see any outside shots here to win it this uh, quarter. Sorana Shirstea is playing very good tennis, the best of her career probably. And she's listed 51 to win this quarter, if you really want to go for it. <laughs> and then the last quarter on the bottom is Serena Williams' quarter. She's the favorite to win this one, but just slightly. Because the bookmakers like Arina Sabalenka Roth and Simona Alep as well. Uh, and I, I mean, Sabalenka, the dominating uh, Abu Dhabi tournament, and then she lost in the first round in Australia. How much weight do you put in that loss? I don't know. She lost to Kanepi, then after beating Sabalenka, it's beaten a lot of good players on her run. But it was the first match after quarantine. So how much you can. Uh, put stock into that is difficult to say. For sure Sabalenka can, can beat Serena uh, and can beat the Alep. So watch out for her in this part of the bracket. I don't have many outside shot recommendations because those three, one of those three will win this bracket, this part of the bracket. Serena, Sabalenka and Simona Alep. They have had the three best players on court, on art court. We also have Roland Garros winner Iga Sviatek, but she's not the your typical art court player. And we also have like uh, Ribakina and Kostiuk, as I said. But I don't see them competing much to win this quarter. And um, and as always, it's going to be very important for how the tournament is going to shape what Serena is going to do. Because if she comes out of this bracket, she, it means that she's on. And then all bets are off. If she does come out of this bracket, for me, she might become the favorite of the tournament. So let's monitor that. Uh, so that's it. I hope you enjoyed this uh, shorter, focused podcast. And I'll see you all next week. Bye.